Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 58, Listener's Stingray, critiquing the listener's pickups with me, George, King of the Car Boots, the Lord of the Flea Market, the purveyor of Tat. How's it going? You may notice I'm not asking anyone else how it's going today because it's the one-man show. The walking diva that is Tom has decided he needs a weekend off. And to be fair, rightly so. He's no doubt in New York. Limpo is cleaner and it's here. Me, Phil the producer. So I'm not alone. But he is a mute. That's why he's so good with audio files. Because he can just hear the sounds come in. He can't communicate sounds. That's what he does. Anyway, enough ramble. You want to know how the show goes down? You might be a new listener. Crikey. There's a few of you again. So... Start off where I'd normally ask Tom what he's hoping to play and he asks me, so at least he won't forget to ask me what I've been playing this week. We then move into the news. We've got some hot news for you, some Star Wars news, Cyberpunk news, uh, and some free game news. That's interesting stuff. It's not often you get something for nothing, uh, and this time you genuinely do. Then we're going to go into the recycled feature, which... We used to do every episode, but it's not been done for a while. It's the listener stingray where we, or I, am going to critique your gaming or geek-related pickups for the last however long since we last did it. And then we head into the new release highlights, which is obviously fronted by the local legend stingray. He roars up the drive, he pops his boot, we pick through, we pick out a VHS. Once that's slammed, I'll tell you what I'm hoping to play. And that's the show one and done. So let's kick off. What have I been playing? Well, this week. Um, bit of Minecraft, um, which you know, which is documented on YouTube, so I won't go into that. But the Ender Dragon, well, no spoilers. Watch it. You'll see. You'll see. Um, so thank you to everyone who supported that. That was an absolutely uh, thrilling run through. Still plenty to do. Um Star um, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I've been playing the single player. And the story's kind of got my grips. It's an old game now, so spoilers for a two-year-old game probably. But you start off working for the Empire, which I thoroughly enjoy. And I thought, wow, this is a nice take. It's not long before you're working for the Rebellion, is it? <sighs> it's a bit sort of boring i'd love to have seen like a you know an empire an imperial take on the empire post endor and how that would have gone and maybe some more sort of shades of gray of you know who's the good guys who's the bad guys here because you kind of felt that you were you're on endor when you see the death star two, the sequel bigger badder and harder than the first death star destroyed you like oh yeah and they're saying, oh, they, the, the rebels are going to pay for this. And I was thinking, oh, that's a really clever, that is. I, I quite like this. You fly around in a tie, and then the Empire does some bad guy stuff, which you'd think, being an absolutely hardened Imperial Special Forces trooper, she would just brush that off and say, yeah, yeah, right, I am killing my own people on my own planet, but if this is part of the Emperor's plan, I'm all in. Seemingly, she's not all in. She defies her own father. Uh, and, and, you know, I haven't finished it. I've got through a little bit more of it. Uh, 
Will it continue? Probably. There's another game that's obviously launched this week. It'd be in Stingray's boot, but I got my hands on it now and played it and have to say, Last of Us 2. The physicality, the uh, brutalistic nature of it, it's just been ramped up. The visuals just complete the storytelling for me. The sort of nuanced animations that just sort of seamlessly flow it all together, the seamless in and out of cut scenes like God of War. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful piece of work. The first time I sort of dodged and hit somebody in that game, I felt it. It was like, oh, crikey, this is... The first Last of Us I'll always remember, it's very physical game. You're literally scratching around for odds and ends on the floor, you know... It's, it is a survival game, but there's just something about this one that's got a real personal edge. It's already been a bit of a tearjerker. Um, even within the first sort of five minutes for me, uh, Joel, obviously, uh, he reprises his role, uh, and Ellie sort of filling the, the daughter hole in Joel's life after losing his daughter in the the opening sections of uh, the original Last of Us. So spoilers for a probably a seven-year-old game at this point. But uh, yeah, absolutely, really well done. The the cutscenes look amazing. The game looks amazing. Uh, obviously, I'm lucky enough to be playing it on a 4K HDR set. I know not that everybody is going to be able to, but uh, I still think that's going to look awesome at 1080p. Uh, and I implore you to uh, pick it up. Other than that, I've been playing, um, thanks to a listener, Davey Bones, I got my hands on some uh, baseball games from the good old US of A, and uh, I've been playing MLB 14, the show on Vita. There's times where that looks a bit sort of wonky. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty good Um downsize of the ps3 game i suppose i've seen some footage of uh, mlb 15 on vita and that seems to have ditched what i can only describe as some of the ps2 character models which is a which is a good thing because there's at times where you meet people at bat and they are i know there's some larger gentlemen's in baseball and that's that's part of the joy of the sport I suppose but these guys look like barrels with legs stuck on I mean it wouldn't have looked good in 2014 2013 it certainly doesn't look good now um but it is what it is it is what it is other than that I think I think that might be me all gamed out um yeah Minecraft obviously takes a bit. oh what have I been playing retro oh I played some speedball too uh, that's a great game, but my God, is it punishing. Uh, it was then, and it still is now. I think other than that, I think that's me done. I've got some things coming up in the in the future weeks, hopefully, that will allow me to play some other retro titles that I'm quite looking forward to. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one, or your ears pinned back. I suppose that's me done. Without Tom to tell me about Overwatch, we're very quickly... Into the news. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, free the superheroes. 
NetherRealm's acclaimed DC Comics superhero fighter Injustice God Amongst Us is currently free to download and keep on Xbox One, PS4 and PC. Injustice Gods Among Us might be an oldie. It originally released all the way back in 2013 and even saw a sequel in 2017, but it's still a cracking game. Uh, taking Mortal Kombat developer NetherRealm's flair for supremely visceral fighting action and transplanting it into a slightly more, uh, only slightly more family-friendly world of uh, superheroes. It features dozens of familiar faces from all across DC Comics' iconic catalogue, including the likes of Superman, Wonder Woman, Bat- Batman, Catwoman, The Flash, Green Arrow, Nightwing and Aquaman. It uh, blends all the uh, iconic locations and brings them all together into an effective story mode that uh, blends a boisterous multiverse, uh, aping 2.5D battling in minigames. There's also battle mode, versus mode, training mode, challenges and online play. It is the version as well that includes all the DLC, so a very generous offering there and uh, just add it to your library. You never know, you might fancy a go on it sometime in the future. I certainly will be. Cyberpunk releasing in 2077. Looking like that's more than likely at the moment. Cyberpunk 2077 CD Projekt Red's upcoming RPG has been delayed once again. Its new release date is set for November 19th on PC, PS4 and Xbox One. Two months after the previously scheduled September 17th date, it's unclear or if this affects the plans for the game and also its launch on PS5 and Xbox Series X. In a statement posted to Twitter, the developer explained that the game is not yet ready for launch, although it is complete in terms of content and gameplay. The additional development time will be used to balance uh, mechanics and fix bugs. Well received. It's certainly an ambitious title. I'm sure I read at some point in time this week as well that uh, it will be a free upgrade for your PS5 and Series X. So both Sony and Microsoft allowing CD Projekt Red to enable you to put the PS4 version in and it upscales. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Uh, next, I better don my uh, Darth Vader impression. It's, um, tell your sister Tom was right. Uh, that was me trying to do Lord Vader on the Shud Tiberian's launch ramp with his helmet removed. It probably wasn't that great, but uh, revealed during EA Play 2020 was the new gameplay trailer for Star Wars Squadrons. The title got a near six-minute video during the presentation that details the single-player campaign, multiplayer modes, and fleet battles. The latter seems to be a big selling point as two teams dogfight it out over a series of offensive and defensive objectives. Uh, and it's all playable in VR and PSVR. Uh, it's full of customi- customization and the interactive sections Tom hinted at last week. Once again, everything he had on his wish list, stroke probably new, um, was then revealed. So never let it be said we don't give you the odd inside line. The comparisons to the classic LucasArts series X-Wing versus TIE Fighter are readily apparent, especially as you're locked into cockpit view and can shift your ship's priorities between weapons, engines and shields. That's not the only way motive drew inspiration. EA have opened up about how the studio looked back at the strategies from these older games to help the nimble but fragile TIE fighter feel like a match for the hearty, more full-featured X-Wing. I will say, on that note, I know they're probably just um, piggybacking off the Battlefront 2 engine and a lot of the graphics and cutscenes and character models all look like they've just been lifted straight from that and it's, it's probably a cut and paste job, no disrespect. 
But it looks great. And the fact that that's all playable in PSVR, after Battlefront 1, Star Wars Battlefront 1, had that uh, Rogue One mission nailed on top of it that was playable in PSVR, I've been looking for a, a game that scratches that itch. And this looks like it's going to get very, very close. Um, I didn't have much of a relationship with X-Wing or TIE Fighter or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter because I didn't have a PC at the time. But uh, when I should have been working at school, we certainly made good use of the IT facilities available to us at the time. And I got to have a little play of it. I got to see it running. I um, have to say I was blown away. I was an probably less so now. Most Star Wars fans of a certain age have had the living snot kicked out of them over the last 20 years I would say but in the dark in the dark times obviously after the original trilogy had finished and all we had was Timothy Zahn's books and hosts and hosts of extended media if nothing trivia that's all been binned recently not by me but by Disney deciding just to ditch all the back catalogue canon which fair enough it gives them room um, to move probably wouldn't done better to follow it to be fair but there you go um x-wing versus tie fighter was as good as it got and there were you know there were like these probably by today's standards uh, a little naff probably a little bit like rebel assaults cutscenes where the mouth's just animated but you know at the time they were great they looked great it gave you that star wars hit you wanted um i think the tie fighter one you actually worked for the emperor or you could go see him for secret missions and yeah, just such a great package. So if they can capture some of that lightning in a bottle, one would imagine that would be absolutely incredible. So that's the news one and done. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we missed? If so, how would you get in contact with the show and let us know that we are not safe be let loose on a podcast well you can email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or you can dm us on instagram or twitter every week we normally put up a post that uh, is built around the feature let's say it's a retro console we want your memories your thoughts on it now and all that sort of stuff and you put those under the post or you comment on the post and that gets featured on the show if you want to get in contact with us generally please feel free to email us or we have a Discord, which the links are available on Instagram or Twitter in the bio. Just click the link tree. It will take you straight there. And a very warm and friendly community will bring you in. Uh, gamers from every platform, from PC to Game Gear to Xbox One to PS4, and everything else in between. So please take the time to uh, get involved if you're a bit lonely and you're like, well, I don't have enough friends or whatever. Please, this podcast has united more people in a positive way than I ever thought possible. And it is the jewel in the crown of the show. With that said, the only other thing to check out is the YouTube channel, where currently we're streaming games daily, normally with a sort of tutorial style, as in we've done the Minecraft series uh, recently, and I don't know what we're going to move on to next. I'm still deciding, but I'm starting to solidify down onto a No Man's Sky playthrough. Right. This feature. What's it all about, George? Listener Stingray. Well, um, hashtag Stingray's boot has got a glorious and long history now. Um, 
on Instagram, people go pick up gaming tat or geek-related tat or they find something at a car boot or a thrift store or a flea market or in a you know a charity shop or wherever it is. Right, maybe it's a new game. Maybe they've pulled on their welly boots and protective gear and they've gone down Tesco's. I don't even know how or why or wherever these pickups come from. Sometimes there's a story, sometimes there's not. And the the magic, really, was me and Tom critiquing them. Um, but we rested this feature. But while Tom's not here, I thought it only right and proper to pay respects to Stingray's boot, to the people that have been keeping the hashtag alive, breathing life into the zombie-like hashtag. Um, and for that, I thank you guys. I know um, you like it, and you all used to look forward to your readout um, or critique. Hashtag Stingray's boot. Type it into Instagram, click recent, and that's how it begins. Retrovisions, welcome back, friend. Uh, what we got here? We're going to get some live likes as well. So he's got Defender for the Atari. He's got a signed copy by the programmer. Absolutely fantastic to click the wrong button. There we go. Uh, Retrovisions has also got Jungle Hunt. Uh, looks like he's got himself a couple of variants there. Interesting label variants, yeah. Uh, for the collection, gotta love the lot. Gotta love the art of variants. You know, it's the Atari. These must be packing versions. Uh, Atari artist versions here. Look, Jungle Hunt, an Atari artist. Only very slight label variants. So Retrovisions, you really are a man for the detail. The Barber Who Games, a very loyal friend of the show. He's picked up. Uh, what's he got here? He's got some Game Gear games. Can I zoom? Yes. Donald Duck. Can't quite read that one. Legend of Mickey. Uh, uh, ooh. What have we got there? Sonic Dirt? Maybe for the Game Gear? It's not a title I'm familiar with. Uh, he's also got clacks on the Game Gear. He's got Zool 2. On the uh, Jaguar, the Chupa Chups game. I'm not even making excuses for it. It literally is just an advert for Chupa Chups. Um, and he's got himself Digimon on the DS. Oh, look out. Scrolling down, we come across the Immortal Harvey Retro. There's a few podcasts that support the show and vice versa. And Harvey Retro's Trash Tapes is one you need to get all over. Enigmatic Productions on YouTube. You can find them on Instagram as well. Harvey Retro's love and passion for all things cinema, um, and especially, obviously, the name Trash Tapes indicates uh, that sort of small subsect of, of trash, although I saw them reviewing Back to the Future the other day, and I will fight him to the death. Uh, I'll, th I'll slap you either side with a silk glove, Mr. Retro, and throw it down on the floor. Back to the Future is not trash. But they're they're always wonderful. They're always doing things as cinematic productions on Twitch. I'm normally doing something and I feel really guilty. It pops up and the anxiety builds. It's like, oh, no, I need to get onto that. And so apologies for that, Mr. Retro. You know, I I am sub-scum for that. But uh, your passion and support of our show, it means a lot to me. Talking of podcasts, in addition to that, we've got a wonderful listener who goes by the name Chronicles of Gamer. The Chronicles underscore the underscore gamer. 
The man obviously was feeling a little bit happy with the shift key that day when he made his name. Oh, I can do an underscore. Could have done space? No, he did underscore. Why? Because he's a humble man and he underscores in his name because he overscores in gaming. This guy's got more platinums than I have ever seen a human being amass. He should probably write to Norris McWhorter of the uh, Guinness Book of Records. Don't message him and tell me he's dead. Because he's, as far as I'm concerned, the immortal figurehead of the Guinness World Book of Records. And let them know that he is a king in the world of Platinums. But beyond all that, Bobby is probably one of the most humble and fascinating people you will meet. His tales of his childhood growing up in New York, some that only us UK fans and Europeans can only dream of and maybe only sniff the very periphery of through the medium of movies and TV series hot-in-the-city-style life. He he regales these tales. Oh, my goodness. The way this man can craft a story, it's absolutely beautiful. I sit down, uh, doing some smaller car journeys now, so it's back to the routine, listening to podcasts in the car, and he starts telling a story. His impressions are absolutely spot-on as well. Um, I love them. I can't get enough of them. It's a smile a minute. And I implore you to check it out. It's called Bobby's World Podcast. uh, And that's on um, every single place you can get a podcast that's classed as being professional and decent. So, and this this speaks to the same to Mr. Retro's Enigmatic Productions as well, his trash tapes. It's available on iTunes, much like our show. It's available on Spotify, much like ours. Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, you name it. CastBox, whatever. However you want to listen to these shows, they're out there. So please get involved. Eslo and Midner. Law fan what's he got here? He's gone all in, hasn't he? Look, we've got Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, Captain Toad, WarioWare Gold. He's got a story. Somehow I managed to get the standard version, he says, in the limited edition of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for the Switch. 51 worldwide games is a great pick up and play. I've been enjoying playing this one with the kids. That was in Stingray's boot not so long ago. There's a man who listens to this podcast and let it govern his buying habits. Caution advised. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors for the Switch has been another great pick up. Also got a couple of games from the 3DS for the recent Argos clearance. Incredible. No pickups that you would turn retro officially, but a few Wii and Wii U ports. Does that count? Anything counts. Doesn't have to be retro. We're not a retro show. Road to thinner me. Hello, Stephen. I hope you're well. What have we got here? What's he been buying? Here's one for hashtag Stingray's boot. He says, the last ever Wii U release has arrived. Limited to only 3,000 copies. The Shmup Collection. Well, that's fantastic to see. Where's he got that from? France. Wow. There's a man who's dedicated to the Wii U. Good effort, sir. Um, what's this? Trident Edge? He's got some Metal Slug too. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. So, as always, we implore you to type the hashtag Stingray's boot in while you're listening to this. Uh, not if you're driving. If you're being driven, that's fine. If you're driving, save this till bedtime. Uh... <laughs> 
But he's got this absolutely incredible figurine of the guy out of Metal Slug stomping through a small approximation of uh, Egypt. Oh, that is the detail. There's a mummy crawling out of a of a tomb. There's the signage. There's oh, I just implore. I can't even eloquently describe to you how amazing that is. So please check it out. It's in French. Uh, there's us. Do I like my own post? Yeah, why not? Uh, Retro Gamer Thomas, what's he got here? Here's <laughs> a man who's got a taste for some Japanese action. He's picked up two of Hideo Kojima's finest, Death Stranding and Snatcher. Now, oh my goodness gracious me, he's splashed the cash on Snatcher. No, he hasn't. He's gone to Retro Game Labs. Uh, and there he's, he's picked himself up his... Fortunately for him, but rather frustratingly for me, his work seamlessly. Uh, it's uh, a, a, re- a reproduction of Snatcher that's been done with such eloquence and style. Um, it, is in, it is distinguishable from the original, but certainly not on your shelf. The disc has been uh, you know, properly printed. It's not, it's not a sticker. Um, the game's been burnt to the right speed uh, to work on the Mega CD. The the artwork has been cut perfectly. I did a side by side for another listener called Doogie recently, and I sort of just noted the differences. The main difference really is in the quality of the plastic case. When these double CDs first came out, there, there was a lot of effort into them. You know, these were high value items back in the day: games, CDs, movies that were coming out in these CD cases, and the original ones are very much a robust plastic. These new ones. The top and bottom parts are weaker, but you could swap it out if you've got an old Mega CD game you don't have anymore or basically go down the charity shop and buy any double CD that you see from Pavarotti to the greatest hits of Take That, rip all the innards out, drop kick them in the bin, replace it with all this snatchy goodness. But, you know, that's if you go in for those minute details. To be fair, it's a repro. His works perfectly, his intro music plays. Mine doesn't, so I'm assuming it's a, a ripping issue. I think this will be the third episode in a row. Uh, I've messaged the guy more than once. He's not come back to me. But as Retro Gamer Thomas says, he seems to be a bit of an aloof, mercurial-like character, does this guy. He's probably got a full-time job as well, so fair play to him. Fair play to him. He's, he's doing his best. So maybe I'll just get one up here. Maybe he's going to come back to me on email eventually. Uh, Retro Gamer Thomas has also picked up a copy of Death Stranding, a game he has not yet quite played, uh, but he has now. So through the medium of the show, we've got the ability to time travel without licking a toad. I'm going to have a quick slurp of my brew, if you don't mind. Do it as silently as I can. No one wants to hear a man slurping latte. And he's got Death Stranding, but uh, much to my, again, jealousy, although jealousy is a sin. So is Envy. So I don't know. I'm happy for him, but I'm kind of wishing I was in that boat. I don't want to call that jealousy, although that's blatantly what it is. Um, He's got the Amazon slipcase for Death Stranding, uh, which looks absolutely fantastic. And uh, he got that for an absolutely bargain price. And I know he's loving it. Hideo Kojima's magic is being worked and is working on a RGT, which is Retro Gamer Thomas's street name. He's an avid member of the community. He's uh, on the Discord. Um, so please, please, please head there. One thing I've noticed is we seem to be very Xbox heavy 
as far as fans are concerned, which probably balances up the fact that me and Tom are PS fans, although we try and represent every single console as fairly and as rightly as possible. And I'll throw PS4 under the bus if I have to. I'll even champion Xbox One if I need to. Um, But if you're a PS fan and you're thinking, yeah, I need to represent my brand, get yourself on Discord, friend, and and join join the conversation. Who have we got here? Game Racer. He's playing the... uh, He sent a screenshot. Stingray's boot can be for anything. He's got a uh, screenshot of him playing the Forest stage, Sega Rally on the Saturn. What? Got a light from me. What's Harvey Retro got here? He's got very David Bailey. He's laid out like a red throw. And on it, he's positioned his Master System 2. Uh, and then he's he's gone and used Vignette to sort of blur the edges and fade to black. So this Master System 2 is very, very, very much highlighted front and centre in this picture, Mr. Retro. You are a man with a very good eye for detail. The uh, the red, extenuating the red Master System writing and the pause button on the console, the black, playing off the black of the console and really extenuating those whites. That's absolutely the framing, sir. Amazing. Well, he's got a story. What's he say? New addition to the console collection, an RGB output modded Sega Master System 2. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Sega systems look absolutely amazing when they're outputting RGB. If you've got an old TV or TV with RGB scar in, these Sega consoles sing a sweet pictorial song. I am telling you, through the medium of the RGB, uh, the Sega Master System 2, I think from memory, only outputted composite originally. So to have it modded to RGB, <laughs> that's going to look beautiful. It's got Sonic the Hedgehog built in. Uh, and which it'll play, which I'll play on the next Throwback Thursday. Do you like this system? Let me know in the comments. I love it. Boba Loba. We've got a picture of Boba Loba doing press-ups. I don't know why. It's not a pickup, although he's picking his body up every other second. There's no sound. He's doing them silently. No, there is some breathing. As we get further in, there's some heavy breathing developing. He's doing it in the pink hue of his gaming area. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's picking up on the mic. But, uh, he's he's nearly there. He's done it. He's on his knees. Oh, yes, he looks pumped. You wouldn't went up on the wrong, wrong side of a haymaker from Bo Below, but I tell you, it'd probably dislocate your jaw and leave it next Tuesday, that's for sure. Uh, his retro room there, or his gaming room there, with all his consoles set up and the different LEDs scrolling through their colour patterns is is mainly what I'm looking at. Not not his manly chest, or his finely honed beard, or his penchant much like me for baseball caps. Uh, it's a good effort. Are you on your toes there, Boba Labour, on your knees? What's going on? He was on his toes. He was on his toes. You don't want a maker off him. My goodness gracious me. Right. Let's mute that in case we stumble across another one that's... <laughs> I was hoping he'd be here. Oh, I'm so happy. 
Sharaban. 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 Uh, there's many people just punch the air, no doubt. Well, I'm hoping they enjoyed that uh, Sharaban as much as I do. What's he got here? He's got his Final Fantasy collection. He's a man who doubles down on his collections, that's for sure. He's got Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX on PlayStation 1. Six saw a re-release. Uh, it was a SNES title originally, or Super Famicom. Call it what you like. SNES. We call it SNES. Some people might even call it Super NES. I don't know. He's got Game Boy Advance, Final Fantasy Tactics. He's got what looks to be um, Final Fantasy Crystal Core. Crystal Core, I think it is, on PSP. Final Fantasy Tactics. He's got Final Fantasy uh, Isedia on PSP as well with the reversible cover. You can get like a black or white version. You just pop the sleeve open, turn it round, album art turn round. It looks equally as fine on both sides, I have to admit. I think I've got more of a leaning towards the white personally, but that's just me. He's got Final Fantasy um, VII Remake. Oh, he's, he's, he always goes all in, doesn't he? He's got the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete, the Div- the Blu-ray movie. Um, yeah, smorgasbord. Oh, there's more he's thrown in on this next picture because there's a, a scroll to the right feature. He's got Final Fantasy... Oh, what's that movie called? It was a CGI movie came out and around... 2005 I think um, my memory fades me but it was average at best I'll be honest with you and goodness knows why it was part of the uh, Final Fantasy series they needed to bolt something onto that I suppose to get it sold um, Game Racer's showing his video uh, of uh, a Sega Saturn steering wheel that was a very interesting steering wheel because I think I need to have a look at mine, actually. I think it's got suckers underneath it. Obviously, like all uh, gaming wheels did back in the day, I didn't tell Oddest to grip his wheel. Well, grip it now, friend, because... Well, let go of it now, because you've been gripping it a long time. Um, But it had a real interesting base to it that actually was for putting between your legs. Easy now. Easy now. Easy now. So you didn't need to hold it on a desk or have a desk. I know a lot of gamers that, you know, Sega must have done their homework and thought, well, not a lot of gamers game with a, you know, a blooming breakfast snack or a hospital sort of bed table at their gaming couch. That's not something they do. So they went off and scratched their heads and and came up with the Sega Saturn wheel, which can be clamped underneath your legs. So you kind of sit on it to give it stability. Then you steer with it from there. Absolutely must own if you're into the um, Sega racing games. So um, Daytona, Manx TT um, works particularly well with it, even though it's a motor racing game. Uh, I've got touring cars, Sega touring cars it works well with, better than the controller, to be fair. That was a loud slurp, apologies. And obviously Sega Rally, well done for that uh, game racer. More people need to be aware of that. <coughs> My God. <coughs> Excuse me. Phil the producer sparing his head in his hands. He's not happy. Slurping and coughing, George. Unacceptable. Call yourself... I don't call myself anything, all right? I'm just a guy with a passion for games 
who loves bashing out content for people to listen and watch. Seemingly, I'm a machine. Um, what we got here? Retro Gamer Thomas. Sunday Games Crimson Skies on the OG Xbox. Oh, yeah. I mean, it still does look great. He sent us a picture of his fine-looking Panasonic CRT there. What's that in front? They must be Donna's glasses. That's his good lady, who we've got to know through the medium of the stream. And a pocket of pure man or man tissues. Some pocket tissues. Wow, maybe there is glasses. I don't know. I feel bad now. I see a Lego box in the background. You see, you didn't expect me to zoom in on the crystal crystal fruit bowl, did you, friend? But I see an Apple, what could be an iPhone device on top of that. He's got some sort of a beer mat on top of the TV. He's got a penchant for the Craftale as RGT. Uh, interesting. Right, Trident Edge is back. Speaking some French. Um, I'll do my best. Today, to change a little, we're going to discover a new retro shmup called Zero Ranger, developed by System Erasure. The game was released in 2018, sadly disputed only uh, on Steam, so no physical copy. Feel free to give your opinion on this game and the video. Ha ha ha! Okay, Trident Edge. Daddyzilla80. Loyal friend and follower of the show. I hope you're well. I hope the whole family's doing well. Young Carazilla, Devinzilla, and Mommyzilla. Uh, Daddyzilla's picked up a uh, copy of Scribblenauts Showdown for the Xbox One. Uh, Mommyzilla. Good old Mommyzilla. Found it at Dollar Tree. Great pickup, Mommyzilla. She's got an eye for the bargains. His game racer actually using the wheel in the aforementioned way I said. Uh, he's, he's, he's smiling, so he feels like he's having a good time. We won't give him the airtime, though, because I don't quite know whether he's going to do a swars or not. And obviously, this is a PG podcast, so you can listen to it with the kids. All came about because uh, none of my gaming podcasts that I enjoy go five minutes without dropping an F-bomb or some swars or some illegal content and couldn't listen to a show about video games which are basically games for kids that us adults indulge yourselves in, um, with the kids in the car. <laughs> so someone had to put that right. Someone had to stand there and say, no, this needs to be listened to all the time everywhere. What have we got here? Retrovisions. <clears throat> Fisher-Price learning software for Apple. Oh, my goodness gracious me. You just do not stop, do you? Sellers list an Atari home computer cart. Pins and such match up, but it, check out the Apple label. Someone put white out over that Apple part for more than 20 years. Right, wow. Wild, wild west of old school computing. Retrovisions collects what I would call the Neolithic era of video gaming. Um, I'd say I probably major in the medieval era, which would be the 16-bit era. The graphics were functional enough and certainly very appealing with their pixel art style. I think, and slightly better than their 8-bit counterparts, where 16-bit with the SNES and Mega Drive, Mega CD, and all that other rammel, um, really hit the sweet spot with playability and graphics that don't look like a dog's breakfast. Um, before that, the NES and Master System, fair enough, they, they look great too, but you, you start to get any earlier than that, and you're getting into Pong clones and original Atari equipment and 
Things start to look very ropey. Danny Zilla's back. He's cooking up a retro storm. It's been a long time since we've had the um, really pleasure of saying that. These uh, today's yard sale hall. All systems have cables and controllers. So he's got a 360 original, what looks like a 360 slim, a PS2. Is that a yellow memory card? Need pictures of that, Daddy Zilla. DM me. Um, I love a memory card. And he's got the PlayStation. Looks like he's got War of the Monsters. Great game. Star Wars Battlefront. Could be Star Wars Battlefront 2, but my eyes... Started to notice my eyes are going off the cliff, gamers. Uh, prototype, prototype two, Guitar Hero five, Skyrim, Need for Speed, uh, Farming Simulator fifteen. These are all three hundred and sixty games. Uh, a smattering of uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, Halo ODST, Borderlands. My eyes, gamers. I'm so sorry. I can't read it. Mass Effect 2, Halo 4, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, Mass Effect 3, possibly. Uh, Destroy Humans on PS2, Sly Cooper, great game on the PlayStation. Hulk and the original Spider-Man movie tie-in, which is okay, but it's not Spider-Man 2. He's also got Tony Hawk's... Oh, again, my eyes, gamers. What's happened to me? Uh, he's got Minecraft on the 360, though, so all's good. Uh, Arkham City, Game of the Year Edition, Guitar Hero 2, Original Mass Effect again on 360, Battlefield Bad Company, Need for Speed, Halo 3, Gears of War, uh, Overlord, which I remember being a great game. It was like a naughty version of Pikmin from memory, uh, where you controlled these little creatures. I might be getting that confused with another game, but I don't think I am. Fable 3, Grand Theft Auto 5, Everything anyone could imagine, really. And certainly on 360, those games still hold up and will give you hours of fun. Same for the PS2, I would say. Good work. Uh, Retro Visions, he's got his Video Arcade 2 there. Um, boxed from Sears, Video Arcades, Sears and Telly games. Oh my giddy aunt. Retro Visions, a fan of the Atari. He's got himself. The Atari ST basic coding book and owner's manual. Now, for anybody who's followed the show for a long time, during the playground wars of the 90s, there was a SNES versus Mega Drive, but there was also the Atari ST versus the Amiga. And I, for my sins, had an Atari ST with about three other people. Terry Blow being one of those. And certainly the ST galvanized our uh, friendship. And for some reason, after that, we always ended up picking the <laughs> the underdog of all machines going forward. We had the N64. We had the uh, we both had PlayStations. But for some reason, went and got N64s instead. Um, I don't know why. Um, there's some great games on the N64. Don't get me wrong, but I always used to look at the PlayStation, and its its library was immense. And I would have to try and find on the N64 like a something close enough to give me what I saw the people playing on PlayStation. And quite often I came up very, very short. You know, I was a big card nerd at the time as well because I was a young lad. And I think all young lads go through a sort of phase of wanting to know about cars and other stuff and 
having an eye for a, a good car and an interesting car. And obviously everyone was playing Gran Turismo. I think I had GT64 as my Gran Turismo on N64. It was just nothing close. It was a, it was an embarrassing mess. Um, but the Atari ST, and I think when I spoke to Terry years later, he had a Dreamcast as well. I think we followed each other through on consoles, so that was fantastic as well. So we maybe me and him are like the death knell to a machine. So, you know, just be careful when I buy the console you're that keen about because it may just be it's about to die on its legs. Uh, what have we got here? So the Atari handbook, fine-looking machine. He's also got a 130XE owner's manual. Another zoom in of this centipede cart. Simple label variant there. These things are starting to look very old now. Retrovisions, they really are. Boba Loba. He's thrown down. He's got to 500 followers. Congratulations. A like by me. Mr. C. There's another loyal follower. He should get in the boot. I don't know when he's next going to get his picture up, but uh, what's he lately been doing? Oh, he's been... Uh, oh, yes. He's been in photo mode. On um, Last of Us as Mr. C, he's recently joined, rejoined the PlayStation family. Um, not through my influence at all, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> he had one before and then he went Xbox and now he wants to play some of those uh, exclusives, so he's hot back on and he jumped straight in with Last of Us 2 on launch day. Fair play to the old boy. Again, last week we talked about cleaning consoles and... He got infused and he, he stripped and cleaned his his new PS4 Pro in white, which I have to say looks exquisite. We've seen pictures of Retro Gamer Thomas cleaning his innards out. We've seen Boba Loba cleaning his innards out. And the other day, Doogie was cleaning his innards out while he was listening to um, the YouTube show. So fair play to you, friend. Uh, but Boba Loba, back to the story and point here. He's written out the word 500 with his collection of GameCube, Mega Drive and SNES and N64 carts. He's splayed it out on the floor right in front of the onlooking consoles. That silver PS2 looking absolutely divine there. Very cool looking setup as I've mentioned before. Sega Junkie. What's he got? He has got as he calls it, a slice of history. Now, he used to be able to trade old consoles in at um, Electronics Boutique, uh, which was a computer game shop back in the day here in the UK. What am I witnessing here? Now, if you traded one without a box, they would put it into a box of their own. This box is almost more interesting to own from an archaeological game preservation route, I would say, than the actual proper box. It says, pre-owned video game system, Mega Drive. Again, my eyes. Cleaned, tested, 100% guaranteed, 16-bit video game entertainment system. Package includes video game unit, control pad, AC adapter, and cable. It's got a yellow and white um, sort of chevron to the front of it. And it looks absolutely exquisite there. Certainly brings back some memories. You used to see these sort of piled high underneath the game trading metal racking for the older, more kicked about systems in EB that later became game. Thanks for sharing that, Sega Junkie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's also got what looks like a paint tin. It's the Mega Booster. 
including Lion King and Sonic 2. Wow, there's actually games inside that? That's incredible. Every day is a school day. Two Mega Drive games. Wish we could have seen inside it. So it's a painting. It's called the Mega Booster Pack. It includes Lion King and Sonic 2, contained within a tin of paint. Boba Loba. You've got Mega Games 3, and he's splayed them all out. There he is. It's outside on an unknown surface. Could be a, a piece of felt. Might be the guinea pig cage. I don't know. Um, nice to see. Nice to see. Let's zoom in on his Mega Drive. I think some detailing needs to take place there. Consoles need to look like they've been to an auto valentine refinity, uh, you know, detailing section. The reset key. You need to get in there. You need to get in that power. Get your cotton buds out. You've got no better to do it at night time when you're watching the stream, friend. Get that Mega Drive uncoupled and uh, give it a deep, deep clean. <laughs> I get a kick out of it. I'm often unplugging mine, take it down, you know, one thing I've found that really pours the colour back into old Mega Drive or Sega boxes and consoles, get a bit of WD-40. Not silicon spray, get a bit of WD-40. Spray it on a small rag and then just gently work that over the plastics. Brings them up. Brings them up like an absolute perler. And obviously then you've got to wipe it down again to get the greasy feel off, but certainly from a plastic reconditioning point of view, WD-40 does a great job. What have we got here? Now, Series one, this show, before we hit the realism era with Phil the producer, um, we based a lot of the show around living in a fictional, it's not fictional, it is fictional, village of Farmerton. And Adam the artist, who we still need to commission to do drawings for the realism era of Phil the producer, a moody James the work experience boy, as is it his teenage years, Probably need to rework Mumsy as well. Maybe we'll see a face for the first time in the history of the show. Uh, me and Tom, and maybe a few other characters that we've come up with. Limpo, the cleaner, and all that sort of stuff for Tom in New York. But uh, Retro Gamer Thomas, for some reason, I went on a side ramble one day and decided he nibbled on consoles like Hannibal Lecter. And from then on, there it goes. He had a face mask. And for some reason, the village's PCSO was Ross Kemp. Of EastEnders and Ross Kemp on Gangs fame, who uh, Adam the Artist has drawn absolutely perfectly. And Retro Gamer Thomas has reached out. Now, you can too through the medium of Etsy. Go on Comic Pictures, no space. Find yourself on Adam the Artist's page. There's a whole smorgasbord of artwork from the show. There's the Man Who Finishes Games t shirt. There's the Minecraft Manhattan Project when we split the atom in Minecraft. Um, which was episode 34 from memory on YouTube. Absolutely brilliant. And Adam the Artist, as always, with the aid sometimes of Finster Gamer, pulled together some of the most fabulous works of art for us, I have to admit. They look absolutely incredible. Thank you to both of you and the community for your support. Uh, so like I say, if you want to be like Retro Gamer Thomas and get a print, and he also, I'll finish talking about UC stuff, there's some wonderful collection of geek-related prints, from Star Wars to Marvel to everything in between. So I implore you to check it out. Comic pictures, no space on Etsy. Um, 
brilliant retro gamer Thomas. I'm glad that the show has brought you joy. Gonna go up in his gamer room, no doubt. Fantastic. Uh Boba Loba. Another mention from Boba Loba has picked up a new book. It's called The Nostalgia Nerd Retro Tech. Nice. Courtesy of PCM fifty five. Okay. Danish eighties guy's got himself a game and watch Donkey Kong. A boxed, although not perfect looking boxed Master System 2. I did say it was a critique. And a, what looks like a VHS clamshell. I'm sure more will be revealed as we go through. Ah, uh, no, it's an Atari game. It's Jungle Hunt. Another label variant. Retro Visions will be hunting him down. Uh, Sharaban. 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 He's got a copy of Evil Dead 3 on DVD. And he's gone and got himself Evil Dead, a fistful of boomstick on PlayStation. He's got them displayed together there. Wonderful. Obviously, it's in French because Sharaban is French. Daddy Zilla's picked up an absolute bag full of uh, retro toy goodness. Looks to be all Marvel in there, but uh, it's hard to pick them out. It's it's like a pile of corpses. I see a Wolverine. All sort of face down and span around. Good pickup though, sir. He's also got some DVDs, Spaceballs, Trick or Tree, Austin Powers, Wayne's World, Crocodile Dundee, one and two, double pack, Men in Black, could be three from the front of the box. Um, Star Wars. Brilliant. More from Daddyzilla. A uh, little retro gaming handheld there. Punisher on the NES. Again, my eyes, not as good as they once were. You've actually watched them tail off while the show's been going. To the point where I can barely read this. It's Bejeweled 3, Grand Theft Auto 3 on the PS2. Uh, Kirby on the NES. What do they call it? Kirby's Adventure. Looks like some uh, American PC games there. NASCAR, Tempin. Probably what we would call Tat here, but there you go. OG Gamer. Displaying a nice selection of uh, PS3 games. Soul Calibur, Darth Vader. Uh, yes, absolutely. That launched, Soul Calibur 4 launched with uh, a variety of characters. I think there was um, Darth Vader for the PlayStation. I think there was, was it Yoda? Maybe for the um, Yoda for the Xbox. Probably got that wrong. And maybe Zelda on the uh, whatever Nintendo console was out at that time. Retrovisions again. He's got some more Atari Nick Combs. The Barbaroo Games has got Tokyo Racer 2 on the Dreamcast. That still looks fantastic uh, graphically today. Um, Ogre Battle on the PlayStation. Tactics Ogre. It's pseudo sequel on the PSP which I've got a real nice box copy of. Jean d'Arc, which again is a very similar tactics game from memory on PSP. And he's got a copy of Miracle Warriors on the Master System by the look of it. Did I like that? No, everyone's getting likes today. The ego's on holiday so I can like everyone's stuff. Game Racer showing his beautiful selection. Of consoles there. A whole 
all-you-can-eat buffet from the Mega CD, the PlayStation 3, the whole bag of tricks. I was trying to measure the other... Oh, wow, he's done it in an old hi-fi with the lift top as well. That looks great, sir. Um, I'm a little bit concerned how I'm going to get the PS5. Uh, I think it'd be the same issue for me with with the setup that I've got, or even an Xbox Series X integrated into my under-TV unit um, because of the thickness and sort of width of these. Kind of restricted slightly. Um, I'm sure I'll make it work somehow. Somehow, I have to make it work. Ezlo and Midna, Zinnia Blade Chronicles on the Switch. Got multiple pictures. It's just every single angle of this game you can imagine. One sealed, one not. The Barbaroo Games has had some PSP pickups, Locoroco 1 and 2. Crimson Gem Saga, uh, Patapon 2 and 3. Great game, Patapon. Similar vibe for Loco Roco. Uh, great game as well. Exclusive PSP titles, all they were. He's got a My Hero card for the Master System. The Master System one had a facility to play cartridges and cards. Cards probably weren't as great as the cartridge games, but um, they're very much sought after now and tend to exchange for quite hefty prices, in my opinion. You... Uh, you can't put a price on, on retro games. The price isn't always an indicator of quality. That's for sure. Sharaban, Sharaban, Sharaban. He's got his Darksiders collection. Genesis 3, 2 and Darksiders on the Xbox 360. Good to see, sir. OG Gamer's got the Vin Diesel Wheelman uh, platform, which is nice to see. Uh Box with manual and map. Trident Edge. Got a copy of Devil Engine. It's in French again. Uh, Daddyzilla 80. Back in the... Back once again. He's a hardened picker-upper of, picker-upper-upper of games. He's got uh, what looks like an N64 version of Power Rangers Rescue. And Avengers on the Xbox One. He's also got some remotes. A copy of Gauntlet 7 Sorrows for the PS2. Quest for the Game Boy and what looks to me to be there's no platform where that game was good a lawnmower on the SNES uh, Daddyzilla's got a creeper, I've spoke to him about this that creeper bathing top for Devonzilla some Jurassic World toys uh, some F- Final Fantasy of some form and some Godzilla gear as what looks like 180 cartoons Jurassic Park stuff is in again. Well, looks like a pinata controller. Critters. Maybe Critters Attack. Banana splits. One banana, two banana, three banana, four. Five banana, six banana, seven banana more. Uh, the banana splits used to be, I think it's a 60s TV show from America that was played in the UK. You know... They're not, they don't like to uh, spend money on kids' TV programming, so we'll buy in an, an ancient show from America and slap it on for kids of the 90s. Uh, Men, Men of Valor on the original Xbox. Uh, Carve, which is a jet ski game. Xbox is uh, Delta Force Black Hawk Down and South Park The Fraction Hall for PS4. Amazing pickups again. 
we see a little bit more of this teak hi-fi cabinet that uh, game racers decided to put his many retro consoles in it was almost perfect for that um sega junkie with many different variants of sylvester and tweety in many different languages for the mega drive that is Illa again with virtual fighter 2 for the genesis um is that willow it is on the nes uh, Bart Simpson and the Space Mutants on the NES as well, and Black Belt on the Master System. Sharaban, Sharaban, Sharaban. It's got Mercs on the Master System and Mega Drive. Good to see. He's put his location as Jungle. He's one for the comedy location, is Sharaban. Um, Daddy Zilla, another, another absolutely stacked pile of 360 games and the 360 console. The guy's got more 360 consoles than I know what to do with. He's wiring them all together to make some sort of supercomputer to take over the world. Make sure you've got adequate ventilation. We don't want them melting halfway through your world takeover plan. He's also picked up The Walking Dead. Here's a friend of the show we've not seen yet to this point. We've got Ozcat with his uh, Iron Maiden Funko Pops. Pump Funko Pomps. Almost forgot the name of my own mispronunciation there, gamers. Um, Retro Collector Ray's got a Pokemon Game Boy Color. The support of the show. Wow. We've we've got the... <laughs> the Ryu Kiyu Stingrays. Uh, what are they? They are what look to be a Japanese... American football team. Um, heck, I'm going to follow them. Why not? Always one for the randoms in Stingray's boot. Now, he's going to get a like as well. Mega retro gamer geek when someone asks you how 2020 is going. Looks like a Metroid. <laughs> or is it Mega Man? Hard level. Uh, not a fan of Mega Man, I have to admit. What we got here? Barbaroo Games. Tornico. Um, Silhouette, Eggs of Steel on the PlayStation. Looks like Shovelware Tat to me. No disrespect, Barbaro Games. Road to Thin Amis got his Burnout collection on PlayStation 2. Um, looking forward to playing Dominator, he says, because he's never played it. But Burnout Revenge, Takedown Dominator on the PS2. Burnout was a great game when it first launched with that crash mode. What it's become in recent years, I'm not totally sure. Um, Sega Junkie, he's got the uh, very nice-looking boxed version of um, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, which was an EA-produced game for the Mega Drive. He's got the big box version there. He's obviously got a sealed one and an unsealed one. This man, he's an absolute animal, isn't he? Um, here's Harvey Retro with a copy of Terminator 2 Judgment Day on VHS my VHS collection's still picking up titles I haven't got that loose I've got Terminator on a double box or is it a single box double tape a single box double tape so you have to fast forward through Terminator to get to Terminator 2 but I love it um, but that that's iconic, that uh, VHS box of Terminator 2. I need to add that to my list of things to pick up. Which is the better movie? The first one or T2? Hmm. Now, you see. 
sit down, pull up a pew. Terminator 2 is a great film. It's well shot, integrates special effects. Um, the budget's high. All the reasons for it to be a good film. But something... Now, I've heard this recently as well, so it sort of backs up my theory. They got a 15 rating on that movie. I think they were going for a a strong PG rating. Obviously, due to some of the bits and bobs that are in the film, couldn't get it, so then doubled down on the 15. Terminator 1, it's dark, it's brooding, it's mainly shot at night. There's a feeling of dread. It kind of uses horror tropes, although it's not a horror, although it could be a horror, um, with a sci-fi twist. And I... Terminator 1 is very, very bleak. There's something of me that appeals to bleak and darkness. Terminator 2 has got like a light side running through it. It's a great film. I'm not, never going to say it's, it's rubbish. It's certainly not boring. It's fun to watch. It's enjoyable. Um, and it, you know, it uniquely carries on the Terminator story. Should it have stopped with the first two movies? Yes, it should have. Which one do I think is the better movie? Probably Terminator. Which one would I choose to watch? Probably Terminator 2. But then again, I'm a very strange man. Uh, Super Retro Gaming World has splayed out the map. A copy of Grand Theft Auto Vice City in the game for PlayStation 2. The iconic artwork that goes with that. Really playing well in that photo. On what looks to be a real wood laminate floor of his. Well done, Super Retro Gaming World. Like. Sega Junkie has got every single variant of Lion King you could possibly imagine all neatly suffocating to death in box wrappers as well. So, fair play to him. He's keeping them looking fresh. Sega Junkie's also got the same going for the Master System. Sharaban, Sharaban, Sharaban. Just click, just make sure you don't accept any of the Jesus juice because he's put himself down as being at Neverland Ranch 5225. So, he's snuck into Michael Jackson's house to take this picture. It's a copy of Thriller on vinyl, which looks to be possibly a reissue because it's in very exquisite condition if it is an original pressing of that album. He's also got uh, a copy of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on Master System, but he's also got the version of it on Mega Drive as well. Look to be both box complete and at least the Master System seems to be in possession of its manual. Oscat with what can only be deemed as his plan to build a house, or at least a room in his house, out of Pop Funkos. Every possible variation you can imagine he seems to own. I hope you well, Oscat. Looking good, friend. Uh, Trident Edge, another shmup. Again, all in a language I'm not professing to be that great at. Here he is, look. Daddy Zilla's snuck in a shot of the awesome-looking Devin Zilla. Um, he's got Birds of Prey. What's it say here? Excited about this pickup. Uh, he picked it up for making it through kindergarten. He is officially a first grader. Congratulations, young Devin Zilla, the supporter of the show, as his whole family are. Um, he's got his own YouTube channels, Devin Zilla. I think it's Devin Zilla Presents. Fair play to him. No doubt he's got more subs than me. The Barbaroo Games, he's got Archer McLean's Mercury, he's got a loose copy of the aforementioned Moonwalker, 
He's got Elite Beat Agents on the DS from memory, Thrillville Off the Rails on PS2, Avatar The Last Airbender on PS2, great game, Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast on the PS2, Wallace and Gromit Curse the Were-Rabbit on PS2, Judging by the white silhouette on the bottom of the box, he's got um, Last Avatar Last Airbender on the Wii, and he's also got Mercury Meltdown, the uh, Archer McLean, famous for the uh, Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker, the Mega Drive era. Everyone remembers playing that. It was a great game. I didn't say I didn't like snooker. I was loosely into snooker, I suppose. Hate playing it in real life. Don't mind playing it on a video game. Again, none so strange as me. Uh, Retro Collector Ray. He's got a very nice looking copy of um, Wario Land 3 on the Game Boy Color. Treehouse of Terror for the, uh, the Simpsons, obviously, for Game Boy Color. And Tom and Jerry, all for the Game Boy Color. Fantastic. OG Gamer. He's gone. He's gone all green. He's got a selection of uh, Tari boxes that had those primary colours on the side of them. The ones in particular, Flag Capture, Othello, Blackjack, Casino and uh, Concentration. And he's slapped a copy of uh, on original Xbox Hulk and the Incredible Hulk. One, after the, one based after the movie that they then remade. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up getting two Incredible Hulk movies and we never got another one, even when the actor went full-time in the role. Although you could class Thor 3, Thor Ragnarok, really as being a Hulk movie based on the Planet Hulk comics um, and a combination of the Ragnarok storyline. Um, OG Gamer, that represents the very last of the latte. OG Gamer 550's got NBA Inside Drive on the original Xbox. Only on Xbox. Quite proudly blazoned in the top there, like they used to do for their exclusives. Seems like a, a world ago, that now. Retro Gamer Thomas has picked up a what looks like a camo controller, whether he had that all along, but he's displaying it finely with his copy of SnowRunner. Harvey Retro's got a copy of Faculty. On VHS, possibly DVD. No, it's a VHS big rocks, big box rental version. Uh, there's something about those. There's a picture of him popping it into his machine. Beautiful. OG Gamer's got the Call of Duty 3 uh, and 2. There, he's got the Call of Duty 2. Hardened edition, which looks to be some sort of special edition. He's also got uh, a couple of copies of Hitman. Sega Junkies back once again, like a Renegade Master, with some uh, interesting and unusual boxed variants of Asterix for the Mega Drive. Asterix he used to be big. I know he, you know, he still is probably big in Europe, but he used to be reasonably big over here with a cartoon and many, many video games. Don't see him as much now, but uh, yeah, he had some great little um, European comic books in the style of Tintin, Hergé's Adventures of. Game Racer with a copy of Rapid Racer for the PlayStation. Sega Junkie back, oh my goodness gracious me, now this is that FMV game 
a boxing game. <laughs> I can only imagine how terrible it is. It's called Prize Fighter. I think it tries to ape Raging Bull by, uh, is it um, Ridley Scott? I forget now. Um, yeah, an unresponsive, janky FMV mess, if ever there was one. Uh, nice game, nice to own. He's got every single box variant all sealed. Um, fair play. Trident Edge, got some PC Engine games, shooting games again, shoot shmups, shoot him ups. I don't know where I was going with that. Sharaban, Sharaban, Sharaban. Um, he's got Silpy, Silfeed on the Mega CD and on the PS2. Looking quite cool. I think I've got Silfeed to be fair. I think every Mega CD owner's got that. Um, Daddyzilla 80, he's got the Harry Potter Collection Lego on Switch, Sonic Forces carry case, what looks to be some Joy-Con accessories, all for $35. Once again, Mummyzilla out, supporting the family's gaming habits. Uh, Fever Pitch on the Mega Drive, uh, which was Mario Baselli, uh packaged up as in one of these variants. Fantastic. Here we are, Doogie's made... Now, have we gone full circle here? I'm not sure. Doogie's gone and made, uh, pardon my French, he now is the artist known as Roast Space Monk, has made the, un I mean, that is incredible. He's made the unofficial controller podcast album art, the one that you're looking at now. If you look at your device, the yellow with the sort of punked up controller, I mean, yes, it's very Sex Pistols, never mind the uh, bleeps, but, uh, you know, coming at it from a different angle and he's he's managed to ape that perfectly even with all the different fonts for the word podcast at the bottom beautiful in Minecraft that must have took him days and the sad thing is I know he's got a beautiful wife and son so they were completely ignored so he could make this that's dedication that is dedication <laughs> Shut up and leave me alone. I'm making... What are you making? Something for the family? No, I'm making a picture of this album art for this podcast that I really enjoy. Fair play. If he enjoys it that much, you might like it just a little. Don't forget to tell all your friends about this show. Maybe not this one, because it's a one-man monologue, ego machine, um, for me. No. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm just doing it because I don't like to miss a week. I feel like I end up owing someone something. And I want you guys to, I want to be here every week like you are for us. You get in the car on that Monday morning, it's that Saturday afternoon or whenever you listen to the show and it's there for you like clockwork, supporting you the way you support us. Really, it's, I'm on a bound. Daddyzilla's got Animal Crossing and he's got Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4 and Switch respectively. Welsh Gamer Game Hunter has got Spider-Man 3, Sonic Unleashed, Minecraft Story Mode, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, Grand Theft Auto 5, all on PS3, plus 3. Harvey Retro's got Gremlins 2, the new batch. He's eloquently got his knees together there, and he's holding a NES controller. When people put their knees together like that, it's almost the sort of way a child would try to stop themselves from wetting their pants. So maybe he's so terrified of Gremlins 2 that he's having to force his knees together to hold his wee-wee in 
uh, and he's 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 loosely holding the controller because he he might want to run at any moment. But a hardcore veteran of the big scares and horror is Harvey Retro. I can't imagine Gremlins Two has got him this nervous. Sega Junkie's got a copy of Dune 2, Battle for Arrakis. Uh, that's a pickup I need still uh, for the Mega Drive. Great little um, RTS game. Um, yeah, nice pickup. I recently picked up, this is my memory playing tricks on me, I should have researched it, but I picked up from Gotham Games, friend of the show and supplier of all things from new to retro uh, in Lincoln, Lincolnshire. I picked up Dune for the Mega CD. I thought, oh, yeah, great. I'll just get the original one for Mega CD. That'll be cool. Fancy a little bit of 16-bit RTS action. <laughs> I need to get it home and realise. <laughs> no. This is a point-and-click adventure based on Lynch's Dune movie. To be fair, it's not that bad. The music's uh, good. Tom from Gotham seems to be a, ma- a rabid fan of the music. And the interactions are great. I couldn't save it, though, because my Mega CD is still walking wounded. Although I've got the RAM cart. Not every game supports the RAM cart, so you need that battery in there to make it work. For the save games. The Barbaroo games, back again. Mega Man. Goodness knows what. Uh, powered up on the PSP. Uh, Contra Hardcores on the Genesis. Uh, Mort the Chicken on PlayStation. Again, I'm really sorry about my eyeballs. It looks like Contra on the NES, Contra 3 on the SNES, Contra 4 on the DS. Looks like he's gone for a Contra vibe there. Sega Sega Junkie, he's got some very exclusive items here. He's got the Donald Duck Lucky Dime caper box with the T-shirt in it and all the associated rammel. He's got um, Tanglewood, which I think is a new Mega Drive game that was uh, released through Kickstarter not that long ago. He's got the Asterix packing box with what looks like a T-shirt for the Game Gear. Uh, not a T-shirt for the Game Gear, but a T-shirt for Asterix, the Game Gear game, and the box and all that, or the Rammel. Uh, that's actually quite cool, to be fair. And uh, What's he got down here? He's got a Disney double pack, Donald Duck, the Lucky Dime caper, and Castle of Illusion, all in a Disney like suitcase, like Trident Edge. She's got some Street Fighter to I was going to say two, but that's my age. He's got some Street Fighter two, three, four, Ultra Action, and the movie on Saturn. So Saturn movie game. Some more of these. Limited edition big box versions from Sega Junkie. These are available in Woolworths and all sorts of other places back in the day. The only one I've ever been tempted with, and at the time I should have bought it because it, was a, it wasn't that expensive, was the Echo the Dolphin one. You get a t-shirt, I think like an uh, Echo Dolphin adoption certificate. I think Sega would have given money to a, a dolphin charity. Um, comes in a box. There's a um, Batman Forever one, which I think possibly included the VHS. Let's see if we can zoom in. Maybe it was the making of or some other ramble. Probably a T-shirt as well. Um, he's got a Primal Rage one there. Maximum Carnage. He's got wearing. Is that wearing the world is Carn San Diego yet? So every now and then there's these big box versions. EA Hockey came with a hockey puck as well. That wasn't expensive. 
probably is now. Last time I looked at these, thought about buying them was about seven years ago. Sega Junkie, another asterisk. Everyone's getting a double read through as well. You may have noticed. That's this would have been over hours ago. That would make it over before it even started. Oscat's got some vinyl. He's jumped on the vinyl bandwagon. He's got uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Trident Edge with uh, just a copy of his own artwork there. Sharaban's got uh, Blasphemous on the PS4. He gets some likes, doesn't he? 254 likes for a game just thrown on a white background. Unbelievable. Sega Junkie's got a game I'm trying to get hold of. Fahrenheit for the Mega CD. And actually one of the good FMV games. Nice to see. The Barbaroo Games has picked himself up Resident Evil 3. Tried an age with Gunnack. On the goodness knows what system that's on. Uh, Sega Junkie's got every variant possible. Oh my goodness gracious me. Different variations of Brian Lara Cricket's. What's the variation here? Is it the barcode? That man's got more space than sense. Um, Ozcat TV. He's got his Scott Pilgrim Funko collections, as well as that cool-looking PlayStation Lite, and he's got them in front of the... Goodness knows what. Soda cans? Words fail me. Barboo Games. Dragon Rider. Whiplash. For PS2. Dragon Riders of Perrin for Dreamcast. Which I think is an expensive game in PAL territories. Uh, Zapper for the PS2. Contra Adventures on the PlayStation. What is that up there? Dragon Warrior 3. For the NES, Sega Junkie again. This time, though, he's gone for another slice of Japan. He's gone for a Nintendo slice. He's got his Virtual Boy boxed mint collection there. Fair play to you. I have to admit, that's a console that is probably nice in a game room sat in the corner, but if you ever plugged it in, you'd need your head inspecting. Quite how that made it to market, I do not know. Welsh Game Hunter's done well. He's been on Facebook and he's picked himself up a copy of Drakengard, Quake 3 Revolution, SOCOM Navy Sales, Medal of Honor Frontline, Medal of Honor Rising Sun, Thunderhawk Operation Phoenix, Operation Air Assault, Final Fantasy VIII, Platinum for the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 respectively. As though Midna seems to have grabbed himself a copy of Streets of Rage 4. Sega Junkie's gone and got himself the remakes. Uh, they're never getting out of the box, are they? <laughs> Not a chance. He's been and got some uh, mint on card reproduction Star Wars figures from the Kenner original releases. They re-released them. You can get, I do believe you can get more than this, but there was uh, Farm Boy Luke, as he's known in collector circles, Vader, Leia, a Stormtrooper, Big Head Han and Chewie. From the original Kenner line, have been uh, they've got the molds out of storage, and Kenner Stroke Hasbro have repurposed and reused them. Daddy Zilla, this month's treasure box because he's part of a, a monthly box of games that you get. He's received cool spot on the SNES. Worm, what was that? Worm on the NES, 
and what looks to me to be Altered Beast on the Genesis Stroke Mega Drive. Game Race has got a nice looking copy there of uh, PlayStation's Ridge Racer. Now, looking at that there, many people think there's just one box for UK PAL PlayStation releases. Well, there's not. There's the all see-through plastic version. It says PlayStation in the black, in the grey of it. It's the one that we all think we know when we think PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I've got a PlayStation box. Yeah, I'll get that out for the PAL version. Yeah, there it is. It says PlayStation. Happy days. Well, there's this one that's here, which has got like a grey edge to it. And I've got a copy of um, Porsche Challenge. Now, the funny thing is, these games released in this sort of grey-edged version and the white and the clear plastic version. And then there's also, um, I don't know in PAL territories, but there's the long box that you saw Mega CD games released in um, for the American games and also the normal dual cases that a music CD would come in here in the UK. Um, but there's also, I've got Tomb Raider and Destruction Derby, Two, maybe a couple. Obviously, the Final Fantasy multi-disc versions come in the Mega CD boxes, the multi-CD boxes, um, which open at the front and back. So there's many different cases for the PS1. So you think, oh, yeah, I'll swap that for that. I've done that many times. Uh, and the innards don't fit in when you're trying to make one box mint complete. So there you go. Going back deep in the Corona crisis now, there's Retro Game with Thomas... Uh, doing his best, and they're doing the Lyston Post is Sing for the NHS. Deep in the Corona Crisis as well, there was the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Barbecue Games here sharing his deluxe edition. Retro Collector Ray's hit 300 followers. He deserves like 4,000 more than that. Uh, Sega Junkie's got his GX400, uh, which, yeah, that used to be sold. It's... It's an Amstrad console. He looks like he's got the whole collection there. <laughs> Why? Goodless only knows. It was a very strange console that I only ever saw sold in sort of like, trying to think of a what the modern word for him is. There's like a, a fashion shop on Sleaford High Street that sold sort of like all sorts of stuff cheap, like clothes and Tat and Tech and yeah, very strange shop near Nev Crane, the cycling legend, through hails from Lincolnshire. Uh, Top Gun for OG Gamer on the PlayStation 2. Ozcat looking fine. Beard's looking swell, sir. Very well organised moustache you've got going on there, which then folds down into a soul patch and beard combo. Looking great. He's got... Uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Ozzy, 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 oi, 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 he says. Interesting. Sega Junkie's got the Smurfs on Master System. Trident Edge has got his Neo Geo set up out, which is nice to see. Um, Sharaban's got Gun Vault. Sega Junkie here's got a very nice-looking Japanese copy of Virtua Racing for... The Mega Drive, so that's the one with the SVP chip in it. A uh, very expensive game to buy new. You'd think, oh, this is a VHS promo tape. That's amazing. 
uh, a very expensive game to buy new with the SVP chip in, thinking it would make it quite rare and hard to acquire now, but seemingly available on one of the cheapest titles on Mega Drive. Although if you've got a Mega CD, well, you've got a Mega Drive with a 32X on the top of it, don't think it will run because it won't. If you want to keep the stack complete, you've got to get Virtua Racing on the 32X or unplug the 32X and plug in Virtua Racing for the Mega Drive. There's something within the SVGP chip technology that won't allow it to pass through the 32X just as a standard Mega Drive game. Obviously, if you've got the 32X in and you've got it all set up, every other Mega Drive will work perfectly. There's claims that it improves the sound quality or the picture quality having a 32X on. The jury's out. It possibly might ghost up the image a bit more, which might have made it look better back in the day, but obviously with RGB and other technology, it's negligible at best. Sega Junkie, he's got a copy of uh, a couple of copies of Micro Machines, Dizzy and uh, Cosmic Spacehead or Codemaster games, if you remember those uh, from back in the day. Micro Machines was great. Dizzy, fun game. It's probably not aged well. Um, and Cosmic Spacehead there. OG Gamer's got Johnny Bravo. Datarama for the PS2. Oscat's got some more Funko Pops there. The highlight being probably Mew. Um, Daddy Zilla's got Death Race 2050. DVD. Paranormal Activity 3. Exorcist and some Batman. Spy, uh, Superman. DVDs. Retro Gamer Thomas. Uh, Young Millie in the background. Feeling Ashamed. I said they were Donald's glasses. Looking at this picture now, they're probably his. Don't hate me, sir. While you're supping back your IPAs, IPA ales tonight, don't look at me. Don't flame me. I apologise. I didn't apologise at the beginning, but you're hearing this now, and I'm sorry. Uh, he's got some Minecraft Steve figures in diamond armour in the foreground, and they played Minecraft on the 25th of April, which is still on YouTube from memory, so go check it out. I certainly did. Uh, Retro Visions with some more tat um sega junkie some f1 games for mega drive i'll be honest with you there aren't any good formula one games for mega drive there's one on i've got called um exhaust heat on snes now i actually think that's a good game it's not a simulation by any stretch of the imagination but i actually i had it back in the day and i've got it now i think it's a pretty good game harvey retro creeperzoids his hair. He puts some girls to shame with the way he looks after his hair. It's absolutely incredible. And then that that almost magician-like moustache, soul patch and beard combi, he looks... He just looks exquisite in every picture he's in. He just owns the show. Boba Loba with his Gambit uh, Pop Funko. What we got here? Sega Junkie's got some Nick and Steve... Sega Music Cassettes, Master Mix promotional single released on... He's got everything Sega, hasn't he? Odders has picked himself up the original score of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, on vinyl as well. What a slug. Well done. Called him a slug. Why did I do that? Because he's got something I want. <laughs> Sega Junkie with every single uh, box star... Variant for FIFA 98 on the Mega Drive. Still making Mega Drive games in 98. Beggar's belief. 
Oscat's got a uh, Karen Dune from the Mandalorian series. Retro Gamer Thomas with the card that we got him for his birthday. With his artwork on. Various other things. Crack some craft ales. Nibble through some priceless retro. Happy birthday, we say. Uh, Barbaro Games. Sega Saturn game there. The Horde. That's a game that reminds me of that Overlord game we mentioned earlier in this long list of listeners' pickups. Tat and Rammel. Uh, Iron Soldier on the Jag. Jag. Console I've owned twice and regretted every time. Goofy's Funhouse. Jersey Devil. The Grinch, Going Quackers on the Dreamcast for Donald Duck, an Unreal Tournament. Uh, FIFA Soccer and the four-way adapter that EA brought out for the Mega Drive that only worked on the EA games. Codemasters got around that by producing the J-Cart, which had joystick ports on the top of the cartridge for Mega Drive. And Sega also produced their own multi-tap. So do your research and think about which game you want to play with that many people on the Mega Drive, before you throw down money on one of these multi-taps, because you're not guaranteed for it to work. Retro Gamer Thomas has got the Telltale series for Batman and Zombie Vikings Ragnarok. You know, birthday presents, Welsh Game Hunter, Mass Effect Trilogy. Um, what am I saying? don't know why I said that. It's Prince of Persia Trilogy from the PS2, re-released on PS3. Two Worlds 2, Mass Effect 2, Risen 2. Get my eyes tested. Elder Scrolls 3, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, Game of the Year Edition. Alpha Protocol. Great game. Absolutely great game. He's got Killzone 2 there. It's just shaded out a little bit, so I couldn't see it. Assassin's Creed 3. Assassin's Creed 3 and Alpha Protocol. Welsh Game Hunter, a man of exquisite taste. A man who knows what a good game smells like, in my humble opinion, of course. Other games may apply. Uh, OG Gamer's got two versions of the same game, Incredible Hulk. Well done. Uh, OG Gamer's got BMX XXX. You remember when that came out? The world that we lived in where a BMX XXX rated game, where you might be able to see a little bit of uh, pixelated nipple was the thing that sold a game. Quite what we thought of our women folk, goodness only knows. OG Gamer's got G-Surfers there on the PS2. He's also uh, Sega Junkie, taking another slice from the uh, Nintendo side of life. He's got a VHS tape said to contain footage of the unreleased 64 Wars. He's never played it. He daren't. This tape probably contains pictures of a kitten. But the retro collector community will never know because no one dare take that new edge off of it. They don't open it. It may or it may not. We don't play it because it may depreciate its value. So it could just be a picture of a kitten. We don't know. Sharaban, Blazing Chrome and uh, Contra on the NES. Blazing Chrome obviously being the uh, PS4 game. Game Racer's got a fine-looking collection of uh, games on his Saturn there and his Mega Drive. I'll read out some highlights. Last Bronx, Command & Conquer, Daytona, F1 Challenge. He's got Die Hard Arcade, the little legend does. Sega Ages Volume 1, he's got Sega Touring Car, 
Wing Arms. He's got on the Mega Drive, the Strike Series, F-22, which hasn't aged well. I'm really sorry for that, sir. Uh, FIFA Soccer Flashback, Golden Axe 2. Oh, Kawasaki Motorbike Racing, which, to be fair, I actually think pushes the Mega Drive quite hard. I think it was made... Possibly using the No Second Prizes engine, which was a great game on Atari ST and Amiga where you raced motorbikes. Um, very simulation-like, with the, and you used the mouse to get the sort of fidelity and finesse of movement on there. Uh, a very much overlooked game. Um, and for that reason, maybe if you can pick up... Just check it out first. But yeah, it's a Domark game. I think they're a French um, publisher from back in the day. He also did that F1 game um, that he's got, but uh, I don't remember that being as graphically uh, testing for the Mega Drive Stroke Genesis, so please hop down and check that out if you can, if you can find it cheap, cheap enough. Talking of games that uh, aren't cheap, he's got Splatterhouse 2, he's got the Immortal Road Rush 2, which is a fair price always, Streets of Rage 1 and 2, which are creeping up in volume uh, price these days, um, it's got Virtua Fighter 2 for the Genesis. Is that two crude dudes? Yep. Brilliant. It's got Turbo Outrun. I'd hang out for Outrun Europa, I think it is. Uh, or the original Outrun. Uh, nice. Got Fantasy Star 2 as Sega Junkie on uh, Mega Drive. Great game. And the start of the... Some really great... Uh, implementation of certain systems and bits and it also looks to come with the hint book packaged in as well as a map fantastic trident edge he's got a 3.5 inch floppy for his famicom disc system oscat's got more xena than a teenage boy knows what to do with better look away uh, game race has got a copy of knights on the saturn um how do we follow up sir how do we follow up sonic this Someone left the tip lid off the Tipex? I'm not sure. Okay, we'll go with Nights into Dreams. Uh, Odders, hope you well, friend. He's got a copy of Resident Evil 3. He's got himself what looks like a mint green controller. Nice work for his PS4. OG Gamer's got Brink. A much-hyped game back in the day, but... Uh, don't remember it doing that well, to be fair, and it's not age well. I think it's an online game, really, only. OG Gamer's also got Spider-Man Web of Shadows on the PS2. Sega Junkie's got Echo Tides of Time, the sequel. UK variants. Again, there's probably only a full stop different, but Sega Junkie's picked it up. Fair play to the old boy. Uh, what we got here? Retrovisions has got a mail call. He's got some stamps. Okay. And he's got a sharp controller for the Famicom. TV. Okay. Retro Gamer Thomas has pre-ordered his Streets of Rage Physical Edition. Tommy UK. I don't like Stingray's boot. I don't like listening to Stingray. It's boring just reading out people's tat. Well, you might be right, sir, and this has gone on long enough, but doesn't stop you putting a picture in and hoping that you get a shout-out for your Final Fantasy VII remake picture. What an absolute toad. Uh, Sega Junkie. NHLPA Hockey. The uh, 93 Something to be said about 16-bit hockey games. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, game Racer's got Driver 2. Sega Junkie's got Mickey Mania. Oscat's got 
the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, which is his unofficial name. OG Gamers got Hitman on the PS2. OG Gamers got the Wolfenstein, New Order, Return to Castle Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein on PS3 and PS2 respectively. Uh, An interesting reboot of a franchise that's been rebooted again since from memory, but, you know, might all tie together. What do I know? OG Gamer, Ghost Recon 2 on the PS2. Sega Junkie showing off the game I mentioned earlier that Game Racer had, the Mega Drive F1, um, which I think on the front of the box that looks to be the f- first sort of chicane from Brazil. Looks to be that um, Damon Hill leading with zero on the front, uh, followed by... Goodness knows who his teammate was at the time, I forget. But that iconic coloured Camel Williams, followed by uh, what looks to be the McLaren, red and white McLaren, and then the green and yellow Benettons, and Ferrari all the way back in, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. And that looks to be followed by Sauber in eighth. There are only points for one to sixth position in F1 at the time. Already not looking like a great day for Ferrari. Uh, Game Racer, Panzer Dragoon Spy on the uh, Sega Saturn. A set of games, Panzer Dragoon, that seems to be attributing its value mainly to the fact that um, Panzer Dragoon Saga is worth loads. Therefore, this loose copy that seems to be more numerous than anything else you can possibly imagine. Is worth money. Sharaban's got some Crash Rammel. Uh, Sega Junkie's got Brutal Pause, a Fury. Um, interesting. Mega CD game. I've just looked down and realised this is 1 hour 41 of me reading out people's tat um, off Instagram. Probably going to be the least subscribed to and listened to show going. Uh, Sega Junkie's got Battle Corpse. I think at that point, I should probably leave it there. Um, Thank you to everyone. Let's keep the hashtag alive. Um, Pretty savage that Tom managed to get himself in there in a one hour 42 show uh, of me just going on on a one man monologue. So I can understand if this probably doesn't do very well on the downloads. But hey, do you know what? If you've listened this far, I appreciate you. Uh, Let's. What's he been up to this week? This is the new release highlights. So, you know, there's some belters in here, listeners. So if you've skipped to this point, fair play. I don't blame you for that. Um, Let's have a look. What's he been doing? I don't know what he's been doing. Tom's not around. So he's been out selling games to people, secondhand tat, all that sort of stuff. The stuff that Tom would normally wouldn't be too keen on Stingray having. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nest between some counterfeit nappies and dodgy copy about a friend all this week. These are the new re- release highlights for the week 15th of June to the 21st, 2020. Listeners, these are out in digital, physical, or will be by the time this podcast in your feed, but could be region dependent. First out the boot, I've picked my mummy mummy and I've got a VHS as well. It's called Griftlands on the PC, June 15th. Griftlands is a deck-building roguelite where you negotiate, fight, steal, or otherwise persuade others to get uh, your way. Every decision is important, be it the jobs you take, the friends you make, or the cards you collect. Uh, Desperados 3, releasing for the PC, PS4, and Xbox. Uh, 
quite a cool little game. June 16th, Desperados 3 is a story-driven, hardcore, tactical stealth game. I'm out. You mentioned tactical stealth. I'm out. Uh, set in a ruthless Wild West scenario. Play smart if you want to succeed. A good plan can make the difference between survival and finding yourself at the business end of a pistol. Uh, Disintegration, PC, PS4 and Xbox June 16th. I think this comes from the mind of the co-creator of uh, Halo. Disintegration is a sci-fi FPS combined with RTS elements. Pilot a highly weaponized graph cycle while commanding your troops on the ground as you battle through a thrilling single-player campaign and frenetic PvP multiplayer. Summit in Mara, PC and Switch, June 16th. This looks like shovelware of the highest order. Take care of your own island. Explore the ocean in this farming adventure. Summit in Mara, mix farming, crafting, and exploring mechanic in a tropical archipelago. Uh, archipelago. I probably said it right the first time. With a colourful style and strong narrative. Curious Expedition 2 on PC. Just looked over at Phil, the producer. He's asleep. June 17th, Curious Expedition 2 is a follow-up to the award-winning 19th century expedition simulation. Join the legendary explorer clubs, clubs and venture on unprecedented expeditions to regions never explored before for fame, science and treasures. This piqued my interest, to be fair. The explorer clubs of the 1800s, obviously, uh, when... The world was still unexplored and there was regions of the of the world where man had still yet to tread and there still are regions of but we've pretty much flown over it and like yeah discount that not that interesting there's certainly not treasure and booty there so we'll, we'll skip over it but uh, obviously the explorer clubs i think made famous really by the the bets in or sort of characterized with the Around the world in eighty days, bet it was that sort of bravado and and foolhardiness that uh, certainly encouraged these people to to go out there exploring, and obviously the the need for treasure and to claim lands. Um, best friend forever, PC Switch, June eighteenth. If ever you wanted to raise a pup and somehow navigate the mysteries of human dating at the same time, meet the colourful cast cast of Rainbow Bay. Date a few cuties and teach a new dog new tricks, maybe even a flip. With the power of dogs and millennial woes on your side, this isn't a game to miss. Waking on the PC Xbox June 18th. Combining third action and guided meditation, walking is an emo- waking is an emotional adventure through dying mind. Through your dying mind, that's pretty dark. Battle the forces of oblivion, conjure the memories of loved ones and join them in the fight for your life. The Coma 2, Vicious Sisters, PS4 Switch, June 19th. The Coma 2, Vicious Sisters, is a Korean survival horror adventure. Venture from your deserted school to survive the horrors of the night, exploring the surrounding Sewa district and uncover the Shadow Realm's dark secrets. Use everything at your disposal to avoid a demonous hellbent on killing you. Interesting game. It's not what you think it is, so please check out the gameplay of that before you go, oh, yeah, I like survival horror. Maybe not like this, you don't. The Last of Us 2 is My Mummy Mummy on PS4, June 19th, five years later, after a deadly journey across post-pandemic USA. Ellie and Joel settle down in Wyoming. Living in a thriving community gives them stability, despite the threat of the infected and desperate survivors. When a violent event disrupts the peace, Ellie... It begins a relentless journey for justice, hunting those responsible. She's confronted by devastating physical and emotional repercussions of her actions. Discover an emotional story, challenging your notions of what right and wrong is. Adventure in a beautiful, dangerous world, from peaceful mountains to overgrown ruins. Explore action, survival gameplay of tense melee combat, fluid movement and dynamic stealth. 
Last out the boot is Eve's Memories of Salsita remaster on PS4 June 19th. Delve into the unknown with Eve's Memories of Salsita, the classic RPG action game offering from Neo Falcon remastered with gorgeous high-def visuals, the PS4, world-famous adventurer Adol Kristen awakens in the unfamiliar land of Salsata. This is a readout. Remembering nothing more than his own names, confused and alone. <sighs> yada, yada, yada. Anyway, originally released on PS Vita. And now has been released on PS4 with enhanced graphics uh, and action RPG complex teleconspiracy conspiracy deception mystery. Prepare to experience Adol's greatest adventure yet. My pick out the boot is James Kahn's star vehicle that was rollerball from 1975. Um, I, I, I implore you to check it out. I watched it on VHS if you can probably get it on something like Netflix or Amazon Prime or even DVD or Blu-ray. It's certainly one to add to the collection. It's an interesting one. Reminds me mainly like of a Clockwork Orange style. Not a, le- not a lot really happens. I think James Kahn just said it's two hours when asked about what the film was about, nearly. <laughs> or whatever he said. He wasn't very complimentary. Um, and that brings us to the end of the boot. Boot slammed off, he drives. What this has ended up being a long show. I can talk, and I'm so sorry. I wanted to give everyone in the boot the, the mentions they deserved. Um, what am I hoping to play? Last of Us Two. I make no bones about it. Um, I'm waiting for a battery to turn up from the Netherlands if that happens, or a, a cart for my Saturn, um, so I can play the games that Doogie sent to me, or AKA Row Space, or to ever for be ever mentioned as Row Space. Other than that, um, I think I've got enough games to keep me going should I get bored. Uh, And that will be it. Thank you to all of you for listening to this point. If you did, my goodness gracious me, you deserve a big slap on the back. Thank you for that. Uh, Hopefully you're all happy with your readouts from the boot. Um, I appreciate every single last one of you for the support you've given me on the YouTube streams and the videos that are uploaded there to the support you've given me with the podcast and to Tom. Obviously, I can't thank you. I can thank you on his behalf, I suppose. Have a wonderful Father's Day if you've listened to this at this point in time in the UK. Um, If you're a father, if you're a son or a daughter, uh, be kind to your father. Give him your love. You never know when you might not ever get the chance, so might as well use that chance on Father's Day. Um, Take care of yourselves, and we return to normal content with another voice in the show uh, next week. Thank you once again. Have a great time. Speak to you soon, gamers. Take care. (laughs) 